everybody. I'm Tim and welcome to Cigars Daily Live coming to you from sunny Phoenix, Arizona, where we got a banging awesome show for you guys tonight. Uh, first of all, I want to just give you guys a rundown of this and let you know uh, for this show, we talk about cigars. I'm the host of the show, but you guys are the co-hosts. This whole episode is driven by your comments. So pull up a chair, find something nice to pair it with, and please drop your cigar comments and questions down below. We're going to talk about a bunch of different stuff tonight. And when you comment, mention at Cigars Daily if you want Want us to read it whether you're watching on youtube or facebook or you can also watch on cigarsdailyplus.com that's a separate website that keeps us out from in front of the judgmental eye of big tech fantastic all right guys big show tonight uh and typically i say that because we've got some amazing guests but tonight our guest is nobody whoa nobody on the show tonight Yes, and I literally scheduled it this way, okay? So just to give you guys an idea, we've had guests in the last year that have showed up. Like, it's it's amazing to me. Some people in the cigar industry have been doing this for two years, and yet still they show up with for the show with their phone, like down here and the ceiling is behind their head and the phone's not charged or they're high or some weird thing going on. And we've also, by the way, had some amazing guests on the show, truly professional cigar people uh, that we really love. But tonight, I wanted to take some time just to hang out with you guys. No technical weird glitch issues. Just all of us hanging out at your favorite cigar lounge online. So behind the camera, we've got a couple of great guys, Dustin on comments and Big Ben hanging out. Guys, how was how was your Thanksgiving? How did it go? Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, good. Good. Okay. Space full of turkey. Can't, can't complain. Just now, I'm just to be curious, Ben. I'm I have to ask. Yes. Do they celebrate Thanksgiving in the UK? Uh, no. Not really. No. Well, not no, not at all. No. Not at all. Yeah, <laughs> not at all. So is that new for you? Yeah, yeah, it's new for me. So I've done it. I've done. I've cooked everything for the last three years. Hell yeah! Yeah, I've I've nailed it. Okay, so all so the British, my British friends on Facebook are seeing all the memes about turkeys like being terrified, and and that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, well, no, they just get the turkeys, but in a month's time, which sounds for Christmas. Oh, okay. Always have turkey for Christmas. Yeah, we're tired of turkey by Christmas. Yeah, by Christmas, which is it's nice. like I'm yeah. a big fan of that. I'm a big fan of Christmas now. I mean, some in random. Okay, good. Oh, yeah, fantastic. Well. These two are going to be hanging out for the show tonight, joining us for the wonderful conversation. But let's kick it off uh, by talking about the theme for tonight's episode. In every industry, you have some amazing things that happen. But even in cigars, where, you know, sometimes the news is, you know, a legislative bummer. But even then, sometimes pigs fly. So tonight we're talking about when pigs fly, even in the world of cigars, it happens. And uh, so we'll be getting your comments and going through a few segments of the show to highlight this amazing stuff going on in the cigar world. But I want to start by grabbing a couple comments from you guys. Dustin, get us going. Rickle, pickle Rick, let him if you got him. Fire emojis. Smoke. Good. Fantastic. They haven't made it hard to do that emoji yet. All right. Tyler Lamphier says, I'm ready. The first time being here live. I've listened to a few from the past few weeks at work, though. Love it. Thank you so much. And thank you for joining us for the show. It is so great to have you here. And again, tonight's episode is kind of a rarity. But so part of this is fueled by the fact that you know, I've been a few shows where we're like, God, the first 20 minutes have been some of the best stuff in the show, you know, and it's always great to have a guest here who can take us inside of their brand, anything that's going on there and tell us about what's like deep in the world of cigars. But sometimes you just got to kick back because you ate too much turkey and spent way too much money on Black Friday shopping. Uh, and, and we know that happens. Dustin can attest so, to the fact so that. So when pigs fly, that's supposed to be something that never happens. Right? <laughs> that so never happens. Fly, is that going to be when you come here and you don't yell at me on a Monday morning? That's going to be. Never, never, not when even pigs when fly. pigs fly, when not pigs even fly, pigs fly. 
Yeah, no, I've already got my Monday morning ass chewing prepared for you, Dustin. So don't oh. worry about that. <laughs> Damn it, Dustin. What did I do? Nothing. I'm just shouting at you now. I don't even have anything. I'm like the mainstream media when the president didn't do something wrong. I'm just yelling at you for no reason. All right. Why are we yelling? <laughs> Jay White says, Tim, hope your family had a great Thanksgiving and smoked some great cigars. We did have a great Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah, we did smoke some great cigars. My kids didn't like theirs very much, but, you know, it's kind of the way the world goes. But no, truly, it was a great Thanksgiving at the Swanson house. I smoked a turkey in my smoker. And I'm not a big, like, chef. Like, I don't, like, do a lot of cooking and stuff like that. So this was a very special occasion for me uh, to smoke a turkey. That came out, by the way, awesome. I was going to say, that's impressive. It came out awesome, man. Yeah. yeah, no, it was, like, really great, salty. And Jim and LV came over. We had a, oh, such a good time, man. So nice. really, really good. And watch so some. What, what cigar was your, uh, were your kids smoking? <laughs> um, <laughs> I, can I still plead the fifth on the internet? Can you do that? Yeah. I think you still can. My kids don't smoke cigars. And my son is, like, deeply uh, conflicted over what his dad does for a living and what his PE teacher at school says. <laughs> He's like, I don't know. My teacher said this smoke. It's really bad for you. And I'm like, well, son, a lot of I, things are really bad for you. I've got something here. Caveman got, Stan is carrying on something from last week. And I ooh. gotta say, I disagree with him. Okay. You don't. Okay. Caveman Stan, uh, Chevy is still better than Ford. Nothing has changed in the last week. That's true. <laughs> Except that Ford owners are dying at a disproportionately high rate as opposed to Chevy or GMC owners. I'm just going to put that out there. I have no data to support that. Hopefully this Ford owner doesn't die because you'll need some help with customer service. I'm right. just kidding. Fords are very reliable, safe vehicles. Not the ones you drive, though. All your vehicles are, like, old enough to be – You couldn't even. they couldn't even be your kids. They could be your siblings. They're older than me. <laughs> <laughs> if your car is old enough to be your parent, you might need a new car. Yeah. All right, uh, let's keep going. Give me one more of these, and i got to tell you guys about the lineup for tonight's episode. This one's from Caveman Stan. He says, sup, Big Ben? Uh, you should read all the comments and kick Tim out of the booth. I mean, hey, <laughs> I mean, we can do this, yeah. We were talking before. We need to start up our own show, mate. Uh, I do, yeah. There we go. Just, just, yeah, I can just bring the accent. Can I tell them why? Uh, yeah, sure. Can I can I can do that? Yeah. So that so you guys don't know this. This is what so I, I would be really excited to do this. And and first of all, neither Ben or I have the time to do this. But I, I really want to. Ben and I sit on sort of different aisles, different sides of the aisle in most topics. Okay, it's political, you know, faith based, whatever it is. We sort of think the opposite way, but we have the best conversations about this stuff. Everything right. from Kyle Rittenhouse to abortion to the president, like anything you want to talk about. Ben and I can just sit and talk about that stuff for hours and have and have great, great talk. So I thought, how cool would it be to have a YouTube channel where just two people who believe almost the polar opposite things talk about stuff without threatening to kill each other. And then it goes viral because one of them stabbed one with an ice pick or something. I don't know. Anyway. I mean, we can give it a go. You know? We can give it a go. All right. So Very good. One's American and obnoxious. The other is British, less <laughs> obnoxious. Okay. Give me some more comments. <clears throat> this next one is from Gregory North. He says, what's your favorite Oliva? I'll ask behind the camera first. You guys have a favorite Oliva? Have you smoked enough of them? I think mine is going to be the same as yours. I like the uh, Milanio and the Toro. Six by 50 Toro? Yes. Not the double Toro. Yeah. They just released that Milanio Toro. Okay. Ben, you have a favorite Oliva? Well, yeah. Boring. Same. Yeah, yeah. Same, yeah. Carolina, yeah. But I actually, you gave me that little tip recently of the Siri O cigarillos. Okay, so this I is actually love this is my answer because I'm gonna go. To, I, I'm gonna go with something different because, of course, the Milanio is like the Oliva. Right. If you're talking about Padron, it's the 1926 or the 64. Right. 
When it comes to Oliva, the Melania and the V is going to be, I think, most people's answer for what's the best Oliva. But the Oliva Siri O Habano rocks. It really rocked my world to the point where it 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 overhyped the Siri G for me. And when I had it, I was like, oh, this isn't very good at all. I over I hyped my own self up. I didn't even need the internet to do it. That's how pathetic I am. Okay, uh, let me go ahead and tell you guys about the. Oh, did you have another comment right there? We actually are getting some folks saying that there's no link to the lineup. No link to the lineup in the in the in the bottom of the episode. Oh my gosh! Let's go ahead and switch over to Cam Two right now. <laughs> What's happening right here? Is that true? Let's see. <laughs> What's going on here? All right. Hey guys, welcome to the episode. I, I think there's no link in the lineup. I'm not I sure think there's no I link think to the lineup. No link. All right. Let's see what's going on here because I want to tell you guys about this lineup. It's one of the best ones for the week. Go ahead and grab a comment while I do this. It used to be that I just had to abandon the entire thing and like come back here. So. No need now. Technology. All right. Go for it. Dustin, pull up a comment for us, buddy. All right. The next comment right here is from Mario Sena. Uh, I assumed only feral pigs could fly. That's not entirely untrue. I don't think any kind of pigs can actually fly. All right. Let me go ahead and do this. Do that. I do like Peter Jones's comment. He said, "There's nobody as a co-host tonight. I hope everyone is walking home or Uber." LOL. <laughs> All right, there we go. Safe changes. See what that does. Yeah, it doesn't want to let us do it. Okay. So coming soon. Not coming soon. So <clears throat> you guys can still find that it is available on cigarsdailyplus.com and I suggest you check it out there. Something about my updating before the show did not get that completed. So uh, sorry, normally we have that, but I will tell you guys about this because this is really the one you don't want to miss out on. You might want to jump over to cigarsdailyplus.com to check this out. Uh, check it out. So fly, when pigs fly, only in Drew Estate do they actually do that. And here it is, a five Drew Estate flying pigs. Okay. These guys right here are amazing cigars. Uh, all of them 3.93 inches by a 60 ring, 60 ring gauge, 3.93 inches and uh, little short fat cigars, which I got to say highly popular, crazy how much people are looking for these right now. Every other website I went on was out of them already. We actually saved ours for tonight. And so there's a link in the description on cigars daily plus, but uh, I, I suggest you check it out there because first of all, you save a bunch of money. Uh, you can't buy them there, but you can go look and learn more about them and uh, find the link right there. And I suggest you guys go check it out. This is the stuff that cigar hunting freaks of nature are always looking out for. And as soon as they come out, they get snatched up. I saved them for tonight's episode and I'm so bummed out that the, that, that it didn't update before the show started. That kills me. And it won't let us update it after. I know, I know I'm not really, really late to the party here. Okay. Yeah. So I'm sitting here with the Liga Bravada T52. And yes. I know this is this is a very well-known great cigar, but this is the first time I've ever smoked it. Really? And I've got to say, it's pretty fantastic. It's fit, right? Like it's it's not just good; it is pretty fantastic it's so, so easy for a cigar to get like overhyped right yeah. that when you smoke it it's not that good and liga provada is one that sometimes people pick on liga provada they say that it's not that good but i gotta tell you liga provada really keeps up the quality it's an incredible incredible thing all right guys go over to cigarsdailyplus.com where i know for sure you guys can find the link to uh the lineup for tonight's episode and don't miss it uh very special cigars even more special pricing. Okay. Um, let's grab some more comments right now. This one's from Gabriel Castaneda. He says, you should have a contest where the winner gets to co-host a Cigars Daily Live. 
That sounds like a lot of fun. Hate that idea you don't hate that idea? I'm, I'm actually there for that. Yeah. You guys both want to be in on that? No, I think that's funny. Yeah. I think All right. As long as they pay for their flights. Already, the production crew has already spoken. We're not paying for your plane ticket. You're going to buy your own food, stay in your own hotel, and you're going to have to sit. Half from the, from the, uh, from the uh, airport in my, my van, if they'd like, we get a exclusive uber on the way over here. <laughs> an exclusive uber and you're gonna show up wearing your bald cap and be like what's happening i'm fake tim i'm kmart tim all right let's keep cruising uh let's see what's the next one yeah siri O. this one's from notorious fam siri O is criminally underrated and a thousand percent the case uh siri O is one of the best and i find this more and more often with cigars right now that some of the best stuff out there is stuff that's regular production gets made all the time and no one's talking about it because everyone's talking about the new stuff, the limited stuff, the stuff that's hard to find. And so when you come back over to the regular shelf, like the shelf where you see the cigars every day and pass by them, you're passing by some pure gold out there. A lot of you are smoking some of those regular daily sticks right now because you know how amazing they are. And so, yeah, you should definitely check those out. Okay. And the next comment is from Kevin G. I Gru. Like, I like Tim's giving. Gru. Tim's giving. Uh, hey, Tim. Happy Tim's giving. Thank you so much. I'm giving as much as I can. Uh, what should I did protect my cigars in the winter? What should I do to protect them? How cold is too cold? And what about long-term storage? <sighs> A little mug club action. So first of all, the uh, long-term long-term storage of your cigars is a separate issue from what to do with your cigars in the winter. And so let me just touch on both of those really, really quick. First of all, the cold. The cold for me is not as bad for cigars as heat is. Heat is substantially worse. Uh, cold sort of slows down processes. It slows down your uh, your rate of decay, which is literally what happens when you let anything just sit for a long period of time. So cold isn't going to be terrible. And if your degrees, your temperature in your humidor drops substantially, that won't be terrible, I think, on the cigars. The hard thing about it is it's really hard for cold air to hold humidity. The colder the air gets, the more humidity is required to keep that humidity up. But also as it's cold, your cigars aren't going to dry out quite as fast either. So I don't worry about my cigars, my personal cigars at home getting too cold. If the humidor temperature starts to drop, it's not that big of a deal to me. And in Arizona, it doesn't ever get below like 50 degrees. Sometimes it gets down to 40 degrees and we think we're going to die, but our cigars are fine. So I don't typically worry I'm here, worry about them here down to 40 degrees. I know nothing about getting down to zero, minus 10, which feels like minus 40 with wind chill. And, you know, your pinky froze off because you went outside to try to start the lawnmower, which you don't do in the winter, right? I don't know. I've never lived in the actual winter. So I'm just going to say you shouldn't I, I wouldn't worry about cold a tremendous amount. But I would also talk to somebody who lives in the cold, who knows about this stuff. If you live somewhere really cold. On the other hand, long term storage of cigars is a totally different idea because that's when you're aging cigars. So if you're storing them for more than four to six months, you're going to be aging your cigars. And I'll tell you right here and now. That is when you want to make sure that your temperature and your humidity stays as consistent as is humanly possible. You don't want wavering more than like one degree or 1% humidity. If you got long-term storage of your cigars, that can really hamper sort of what you're looking to get if you're aging the cigar for more smoothness or a little bit more of a refined flavor. So if it's your daily collection, I wouldn't worry about it. Tremendous amount of cigars you're aging, I would keep them in your most temperature controlled part of your house. Does it bring it? Yeah, there we go. All right, good. <laughs> All right, let's get one more comment, and then we'll keep cruising with the episode. Can I throw this up here? Mm. You know who he's talking about. 
<laughs> no, let's not encourage it. Okay, no, right, we're not going to. She, I think she got the point last week. We're not going <laughs> to encourage any of that, though. Brandon Sauter said Deadwood stored with the normal sticks or on their own. Yeah, so, so Deadwood is a, is. I'm going to use words I've heard people who work for Drew Estate say. Deadwood is not an infused cigar, but it's also not not really. And so it's an <laughs> no, aromatic. No, it's no, an no, aromatic. No, no, no. It's aromatic tobacco. It's basically one step shy of being pipe tobacco in the cigar. And just, of course, now has been given huge credibility by the fact that uh, that uh, Dunbarton, Steve Saka, has put out a cigar with pipe tobacco in it. You're going to say it correctly? The Stillwell Star. Yeah. Yes. I have learned things. I learned them from Cigar Vixen. Thank you, Cigar Vixen. Um, yeah, I... You know, uh, he did that now, so it's a thing. As far as storing your Deadwood stuff with your regular cigars... I probably wouldn't, but I don't know that it would be terrible. The only sweet thing about him is they got a sweet tip. So if they're in the cellophane, I don't think it's going to do any kind of huge damage to them, but I would probably keep them separate. And, and if I was, if I didn't have, you know, a massive shop with a thousand square foot of humidor and I was trying to figure it out at home and I was going to keep some flavored stuff and some traditional non-flavored stuff like the flying pigs uh, on hand and that stuff, I would probably have more than one humidor, maybe like a refrigerated humidor for my main collection and then like a Tupperware uh, or an acrylic jar or something like that. Uh, I would just keep a couple different collections for the different things I wanted to keep in there. So I hope that that's a little bit helpful. All righty. Uh, let's keep cruising with the episode and I want to jump. Yeah, let's get, yeah, go ahead and grab me one. This one is from Cigar Chick Julie Floor. She says, happy Thanksgiving to Tim and the Cigars Daily Crew. Your show on Sundays make our Mondays bearable. Enjoying a filthy Viking Lancero. Thank you so very much. We really appreciate that. And we are just at the tail end of craziness all the way through Black Friday week. And what will still be some incredible craziness tomorrow, actually. Uh, and that is uh, all the stuff that goes on at Cigars Daily. You guys were so supportive. We had uh, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of orders in just a matter of a few days. The team literally has bags under their eyes. And tomorrow is looking forward to another one of those amazing days. So thank you, guys. We have had a little downtime. But going through next week, I think that's when downtime really happens if you live or work in the retail world. It just does. It's too crazy for too much. Okay. Let's keep cruising with the show. I want one more comment. And then we got to keep moving right along this the episode. Let's see. Brandon W says, uh, Tim, when I first got into cigars, I remember seeing a Colorado Maduro uh, cigars. And now I never see this wrapper advertised. What happened to them? I'm going to ask our customer service representative, Dustin, to answer that question. I'm going to have to consult with Google and then I'll be back <laughs> <to you on> <laughs> This is normally something I'd come to you with because I actually haven't heard of a Colorado Maduro. I wanted to see what you would say. Honestly, I just sort of threw you in front of the bus. Sorry about that. Yeah. I'll and throw it right back to you. Thank so. you very much. And truly during the week, Dustin and I have these conversations where he'll just show up at the office with like a piece of paper in his hand or his phone. And he's like, Hey, I got a question for you. And he'll pose the question to me. If he doesn't know it, he has a great wealth of knowledge of the cigars. Um, Colorado Maduro. So, uh, you're seeing a shift in cigars right now that, that I think is pretty natural for most industries, especially these days. And that's taking a pretty simple set of terms to describe the wrapper of a cigar. There was essentially Claro, Double Claro, Colorado, uh, and a couple of more. I, I, I don't even know them because by the time I got into cigars, the artisanal world of cigars had already popped up and that was the jam. And so cigar makers started putting in more information for the 
modern, younger cigar smoker, guys in their 20s and 30s uh, who are getting into cigars and really want to take a bite out of the knowledge that comes with really any of the hobbies that are out there. So when it comes to cigars, nowadays, you don't see as much of Claro, Double Claro, Colorado, or anything like that. You see uh, Mexican San Andreas, Connecticut Broadleaf, Connecticut Shade, Sumatra. You see Corojo. You see people calling the wrapper of the cigar, what they would actually call it in the cigar factory when previously, and, and I didn't even seen Colorado and Double Claro and stuff like that as much as I had seen Natural and Madero. Like that used to be all there was in cigars to me, Natural and Madero. And now they're like, no, it's an artisanal thing and we've got so many different kinds of leaves and it's very good. So anyway. But Dustin has a wealth of knowledge, except for he didn't put it on display right there. <laughs> I kind of set you up for failure, sort of, kind of, sort of. All right, uh, let's keep cruising with the episode, guys. I need to get your help with something really big. And let me tell you again about the lineup for this episode. You do have to find more out about this on CigarsDailyPlus.com. I don't think you're going to want to miss out on this because this is one of the biggest events of the year for cigars, uh, one of the biggest limited edition cigars to come out, and that is Drew Estate's Flying Pigs. And we did a show special for you guys on these. The Liga Bravada number nine, okay? The Liga Bravada T52, both in the Flying Pig and then Undercrown in the Shade, the Sun Grown, and the Maduro. Uh, these cigars, even though they're all ab above $10 a stick, go ridiculously fast no matter where they are, no matter where you can get them from. And so please do check them out there on CigarsDailyPlus.com. That's the same place we're going to be going in just a little bit for the after party. Yes. Is that offensive when I do that, Ben? Oh, what was that? You didn't even notice. British. Was that supposed to be British? Okay, wow. never mind. Not offended. Yeah, All right. Good. All right. I love it. All right, guys. I want to get ready to do a segment we do every week on the show. We got a few new segments for you guys tonight. It's a really big deal. I'm excited about this. A few new segments, but one we do every week is called the comment craze. Uh, I'm going to ask you a very important cigar-related question. I'm going to ask you to drop a comment down below to answer this question. Go ahead, Ben. Put it up. Let's say over holidays, this happens. While you are enjoying a cigar at home, you hear a loud crash from inside your house, followed by your family calling for you. Comment with an airtight reason why you can't get up from smoking your cigar. I'll ask one more time. While you're at home, enjoying a cigar at home, you hear a loud crash from inside the house, followed by your family calling for you. Comment with an airtight reason why you can't get up from smoking your cigar. What is that reason? Ben just had a baby. So, Ben, give it to us, brother. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> Ben's writing his, he's writing his down. He's like, I need to remember this for later. <laughs> oh, I don't know. What, what, I, I, was, I had a really good one. It's already, you put me on the spot now. It's, it's already gone. It's already gone. It was such a good one. If it happened to me, I, I'd say I probably need to lay off the peyote because. <laughs> I don't live with my family, so if that happens, something is seriously going on. Yeah. We shouldn't buy peyote outside of the casino. Not yeah, Buying peyote outside the casino will always do that to you. What a shame. Cigar. Just enjoy your cigar. Yeah. All right, Ben, if you think of yours, you come right back to us, yeah, buddy. All right, okay. good. All right, let's keep going. Oh, no, there's a lot of really good ones here. Okay. I want to see if I'm going to see if we can pick out the dads here with the dad jokes. What noise? I didn't hear it. I didn't hear shit. What noise? From the Irishman. Uh, that's a good one. Yeah. I actually, te I teach this to young guys. So when I used to be in ministry, okay, this is a terrible admission for someone who used to be in like church ministry. I would always talk to young guys who are about to get married. I'm like, there's a few things you got to decide before you get married. How are you going to honor your wife? 
How are you going to honor and love your children? And what part of the house are you going to pre-decide that you can't hear anybody else when you're in that part of the house? <laughs> like, you're just like, whenever you're there, no matter what is said, you just don't answer. Like, oh, I didn't hear you. <laughs> Did you hear me shouting for you? No, I didn't hear anything. Okay. There's, there's a lot of good ones here. Can I just rapid fire a few? You're going to rapid fire a few? Yeah, yeah let's so. go for it. Rapid right. fire these. All right, let's do it. This one is from James Flores. My legs are broken. <laughs> the kids are like, our legs are broken. The music was too loud. Now that's a solid one from Frank Nicano. Uh, yeah, the music was too loud. Thank you. Next one. Uh, record long ash from Sean Turner. He's only a cigar. It's a record long ash, guys. It's a record. I have to put it on the internet. Hold on. Uh, let's see. Notorious Fam says, uh, sorry, I'm grilling and chilling. And the kids always know what I'm that means. I'm remembering that one. Yeah. This next one, I'm not sure if he has like a porta potty or just an outside toilet, but I'm on the pot from Dave. <laughs> Guys, I'm on the pot. Uh, that's good. If you're literally sitting on a pot, it's fantastic. When the kids come out and they're all bleeding, then I think it makes you look bad. Uh, ooh, uh, Kalnayak one two three four says, "Cause I paid a million dollars for this damn Padron." That's a fair one. Yeah. I spent part of your college tuition on this cigar, and I'm not gonna put it down. Call 911. Okay. Uh, Joe Carbone says, anyone bleeding? Nope. Don't bother me. There's a dad right there. That's a dad thing. Is anyone bleeding? No. Then shut up. <laughs> Is this also a dad thing? Uh, hemorrhoids from Davis Ebert. Nope. That's a that's a man who has no fears. <laughs> My my hemorrhoids are acting up. David Wingard is on. He says, I've fallen and I can't reach my cigar. This actually, okay, so I got a funny story before you put up the next one. I got a, a great story about this. So I once, back in, I'm going to make all people in ministry look bad now. So it's fine. Uh, I once went on a houseboat for like four days at Lake Powell in Northern Arizona, right? And I'm on a houseboat with, with me, another pastor, and a few church elders. That's who's there. And we cleared out, and, and it's like six or seven of us, and we cleared out a humidor of 100 cigars in just a few days. I mean, we just smoked cigars nonstop. It was good whiskey and bourbon there and cigars and meats, and it was amazing. But one night, I'm standing up on the top deck of the boat, and some of the guys are sitting on the back deck, deck down on the bottom, drinking whiskey and smoking cigars. And they had one of these big lighter contraptions. One of the elders from the church I attended accidentally lit his hand on fire with the lighter. How is that? Even yeah, you did. And it, did, did he have like some sort of combustible fluid on his hand? He, he I think the lighter was fire. spitting something. Uh, yeah. The lighter was spitting something out. Anyway, it burned his hand really bad. And so from the top of the boat, I'm sitting there with another pastor. I just hear, ah, I burned myself quick. Bring some ice. And some more scotch. <laughs> and that was this authentic cry for help. Bring some ice and some more scotch. That, so. that sounds like a guy I want to hang out with. Yeah, no, good guy. Good guy. Uh, always good guys. I think that a lot of, you know, I think a lot of people who work in churches are actually good people. You just don't really, really get to know them because they live in front of the camera or whatever these days. All right, what's the next one? Uh, I'm busy watching Cigars Daily Podcast. That's a good one. And then afterwards, make sure that your wife and children know that the number for customer service to Cigars Daily is 602-703-1194. Just in case your wife wants that, Dustin can help settle that one for you. I'll throw that one on their lap. In fact, if any of your families get in trouble during this live video, write that number down and give it to your wife when you're done with the show. All right, what's the next one? Steve Dunlap says, honey, I got a cramp in my leg and I can't get up. <laughs> Thank you, Scott. That's an old guy thing. Ah, my leg. Ah, sorry, I tried. 
<laughs> that you give up. All right, rub some dirt in it. It'll be fine. There's a dad, Brandon Souter. Thank you, brother. That's a perfect dad response. And then uh, the next one, my earbuds are in and didn't hear anything. Legit. Legit, right? Yeah. I was watching a video today of somebody who was wearing earbuds and didn't notice an entire disaster going on around them. All right. Give me another one. Uh, fake being on the phone with your mom or Tim from Cheesehead. <laughs> Sorry, I'm on the phone with Tim from Cigars Daily. He's more important than my family's life. All right, give me a couple more. These are fantastic. Ivan Alonso, is anyone dead? Good. No good. Because the cigar cost me $100. No good. All right, that's fantastic. Espen says, uh, I got something in, I got something on fire here. <laughs> There's a fire in the backyard. All right, give me two more of these. This is good. Uh, Spencer says, Hey, cut it out in there. That's a dad response. Shut up. <laughs> All right. And the turkey came back alive from Jay White. Fantastic. Ooh, it came back. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's a mental picture. I just don't ever want to have again. Well, guys, keep posting your cigar questions and comments. I'll let you guys know if you're just joining us that we are all enjoying uh, Liga Privada, Drew Estates Liga Privada, the T52 in the flying pig size. And you can learn more about our lineup for tonight's episode on cigarsdailyplus.com. That's where we're going to have the after party. We're going to continue taking comments there, probably go to it a little bit early tonight because we can really truly be ourselves. And uh, so check it out there, guys. And of course, you get five Drew Estate cigars. You can find out about Liga Pravada number nine, the T52, and all of the undergrounds in the flying pig sizes. Something you definitely don't want to get uh, miss out on. You don't want to miss out on that. Okay. Um, I want to keep cruising with the episode, post your cigar questions and comments down below. And, uh, I want to talk about something that's going on, uh, in the world right now. This is a really, really, really big deal. Uh, and something I think that I don't know if any of us would have ever expected this, the kind of thing that when it happens, you would say that would only happen when pigs fly, right? Imagine if I said this to you, the government is going to save cigars. You would say, when pigs fly, right? You would look at me and be like, bullshit, Tim. I would say. <laughs> <laughs> right. Thank you, Dustin. And that is exactly how most of us would respond. So if I said the government is working to save cigars, it would be a laughable, hilarious, ridiculous thing. Wouldn't make any sense, especially because the government has led what they branded as the war on tobacco. And then all tobacco gets painted with one blanket. And I'm not saying that tobacco is good for you or healthy in any way, shape or form. Uh, I'm not trying to purport that, but certainly it's a freedom that we all enjoy. So when it look, when it comes to the idea of government officials working to protect our rights for premium cigars, how would that look? Well, it just so happens that earlier this month on November 15th, about 30 members of Congress got together and formed a congressional caucus, a congressional cigar caucus, which I wanted to talk about tonight because A, gives me the chance to say the word caucus a lot. And B, it's a really fascinating, a really fascinating idea. And if you guys want to learn more about this, you can read about it on halfwheel.com. I assume if you go there and type the word caucus in the search bar, this will come up. Not a lot of websites where I'd recommend typing the word caucus in. How do you spell it? It'll be on the screen in a second. Uh, and so they, so about 30 members of Congress got together and they formed this caucus just to protect cigar rights. Here is their, here is their express purpose that 
they wrote from Congress. Take a look at this right here. 30 members that say the Congressional Cigar Caucus will serve as an informal group of members dedicated to preserving the artisan craft of the cigar industry while educating members on how the cigar industry impacts American families, workforce, agriculture, and the economy. So leave that up there for a minute, Ben, just for a second. And we can take it back down in a second. This is, first of all, completely insane. And I've got mixed feelings about this because on one side, like you see members of Congress that are like, this is an artisanal industry that we want to fight to protect. And all this stuff that they say is all the right stuff. But again, here's the other side of it for me. They're politicians and that's their job. And how much of this is really just about members of Congress wanting to start a cigar club? And this is the only way to do it without, without pissing off their constituents. Okay. Uh, they say while educating members on how the cigar industry impacts American families, the workforce, agriculture, and the economy. I, and so I'll say this, if we see any good come out of this, I will be totally happy, completely impressed. If they did this to get free cigars, they did a great job. They're probably almost definitely going to get free cigars to help educate the other members of Congress. Also 30 people, Three zero Congress uh, members of Congress in this caucus right now, one hundred percent of them at this moment are Republicans. All of them, and there's some ladies in this cigar thing. There's a few ladies. Is that is it a very ethnically diverse group in that caucus? So I'm not going to say yes because I don't know. Yeah, I literally skimmed the list enough to see that a they're all Republicans. B there's a couple of gals in there. There's not all guys. There's some gals in there, and it looks like a lot of white guys and a couple of Latin guys and a bunch of people from Florida, which makes good sense because Florida is sort of the cigar capital of America. And so I want to keep an eye on this, guys. There will be more segments coming up about the Cigar Caucus, uh, and we might do a segment called Cigar Caucus Watch. I don't know. We'll see what happens. You know what? If this episode doesn't get us canceled off the internet, Caucus Watch will be our next big segment. Sounds sounds like a bunch of guys who got together and like, you know, we got all this taxpayer money. You guys like cigars? (laughs) (laughs) I've got a box of Padrones, but there's only 20 cigars in the box. We're going to have to do something about that. Okay. Uh, what are comments are coming up? If you guys want to talk about that, drop a comment about it. If you want to talk about something else, drop a comment about that. We'll be chatting about just whatever you guys want tonight. Uh, yes. Do the members of the caucus smoke cigars? Now that I don't actually know. I, you know, the article on half wheel has just a little bit of information about this saying essentially who is in it when they formed was November 15th and what their purpose is. And so, and there's just not a lot of information right now. I don't know what they're going to do to educate other members, but I'll tell you this. If you turn on the news and see like, you know, a, a quarter of Congress is smoking cigars in there, it's working. It's going great. <laughs> it's exactly what should be happening. I know that I saw a video. Ted Cruz smoked a cigar in his office. So we, we had a few of those. Yeah, go ahead and bring some of those up. Uh, Ted Cruz is definitely involved. Yeah, so Ted Cruz, we had that conversation before the show just so we didn't embarrass ourselves. He's a senator, not a congressman, and uh, also uh, did smoke a cigar in a video when he was talking about the last multi-thousand page bill that nobody got a chance to read before they voted on it. And it wasn't, uh, it was the one when, it was the one when Trump was in office. And I forget what the bill was all about. But it definitely changed all of our lives. We just definitely all know about it. But uh, but he was talking about it. And it was the one where it increased the smoking age from 18 to 21. It was in this massive bill. OK. And so Ted Cruz literally has a cigar uh, for frame of reference. I think it was like a Gurkha or something like that. And he lights it and he half lights the cigar 
and then doesn't puff on it enough. It goes out. And then during the video, he's like trying to puff on it and can't. And then eventually takes the bill and then stamps the cigar out on the bill. Like I can make a whole video about cigar, like etiquette mishaps and just use Ted Cruz from that. And I don't dislike Ted Cruz. He just has poor cigar etiquette, which is not, it's like, it would be like using poor cigar etiquette in a video like that would be much akin to being a prosecuting attorney who's trying to prosecute someone for self-defense and then pointing an AR-15 at a jury and putting your finger on the trigger. It'd be like, same thing. Like to all the, all the cigar smokers and all the AR people, you just looked up. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> that doesn't so happy. All right, what's the next one? Kerwin Corman, what's happening, man? Have you even been in the new shop, dude? What's going on there, Kerwin? All right, this is better be a really good comment. It's the first words you've spoken to me in like a year. Uh, they're all smoking something, just not cigars. Ah, I see what's going on. Then Kamala could be in that group because she talked about smoking something. I'm assuming this is the advent calendar. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sean Turner says, can you talk a little bit about the Oliva Xmas cigar box? Uh, yeah, we got that in part of our Black Friday stuff right now for Cigars Daily. Um, and I'll say, uh, it's a so Oliva put this thing out. Do you want to get us one real quick, Dustin? Yep. This is real. This is a real thing. I remember like, I remember you talking about it before. Do you remember this? I, don't, I didn't think it was actually real. Though. You didn't think anybody would actually do this completely ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, let's open it. Let's open it up. Oh, no, bring it over here. I'll open it on the in front of the camera so that everybody gets a chance to see it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, when I forgot how to use my knife. So first of all, what you get is going to look like this. Uh, it looks like a, like you just your album just went platinum. Um, all right, let me open up the box here. And one of the most spectacularly packaged things out there Ah, packaging, more packaging, always a box in a box. What do I got to open this one up now too? Gosh, I had to photograph this thing when it came in. All right. So everybody's doing special stuff to celebrate the holidays. This is how Oliva wanted to do it this year. Uh, let's get it out of there. I didn't know we were getting an unboxing video. Unboxing the on the live. Oops. Okay. So this is what the thing looks like. It's 25 Oliva cigars. Uh, that Each one is numbered for a different day of December. Uh, and right now it is the 28th. If you're ordering them now, you'll be getting it in the first or first couple of days of December. But a really, really cool idea. 25 different cigars from every different lineup of Oliva's catalog uh, from the nub to cane to the oliva serie o to the g serie v and milanio and and then by the way of course it's a spectacular you know value for the thing as well but uh you can find that within some of the black friday stuff okay let's keep cruising what's the next one uh, but if you guys do want to know more about what's big tonight on tonight's episode, when pigs fly, make sure you check out the lineup. I'm going to keep mentioning this. You have to go look on cigarsdailyplus.com for this, but I don't think you want to pass up the opportunity because uh, right here, you've got the Liga Pravada number nine, the T52, and then Undercrown Shade, Sungrown and Maduro, all in those ultra limited edition flying pig sizes. And uh, you can find them on cigarsdailyplus.com. Can't buy them there though. Because that would never do that. How, how limited is limited edition for these uh, blind pigs? It really depends on the size of the brand. And I don't know how many they made. Like literally some limited edition cigars, they're like, we made 5,000 cigars for the entire country, which sounds like kind of a lot, but it's not. For other brands, 20,000 cigars is a limited edition. For Oliva, like a limited edition is like 100,000 cigars. <laughs> they're like, yeah, it's limited. We only made 100,000 of the things. So like, oh, geez. 
doesn't sound very limited edition. And and truly, I'll say this for the flying pigs. This is another thing. And then I want to grab some more comments for the flying pigs. This is something amazing because they're these short, fat little cigars that is now one of the big crazes. You know, typically a cigar looks about like this. My Hoyo Black that's sitting on my desk here. This is a five inch or actually I think this is the Rothschild four and a half inch by 50 size. But then in the last few years, the Oliva family came out with these cigars called Nub Cigars. And they're like a 60 ring, almost an inch wide. A 64 ring is one inch, four inch by 60 ring. And people laughed at Oliva when they first did this. They're like, what are you guys thinking? Who's going to want to smoke these short, fat cigars? And then Boom, all of a sudden it blew up. Now so many companies are doing this. In fact, we just got in, I think we still have a selection on uh, on our site, is uh, the David and Goliath uh, Tabernacle from Foundation Cigars. These are the Havana Seed 142 and the David and in the Goliath size. Again, perfectos that are both four to five inches and around a 60 ring gauge. I don't even think I can stand these ones up. There you go. Nope, not going to happen. Not going to work. Uh, and now it's like short and fat is all the craze. It literally, it's like a white guy started trying to like go into the cigar size game. They're like, you know what? I think people could like a four by 60. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they could do it. All right. Uh, let's grab another comment, Dustin. Go for it right here, buddy. Grim, have you tried wrapping a cigar with a barrel aged leaf to see if the flavors change? No, I've not tried that. I wouldn't count on that actually changing anything. Truth be told, I, you know, to give you an idea, the barrel aged leaves, which are still in my barrel over my shoulder, just resting right now because I'm trying to get a hold of what exactly to do with them. Uh, this barrel right here is filled with Honduran binder leaf. I did a series on barrel aging cigars with diesel cigars, and it took it took a solid few months inside of a, a bourbon barrel for these things to really catch on to that sweetness. So I don't think that wrapping a cigar in a barrel aged leaf would change the flavor substantially. Like even if you took these barrel aged binders and put them into a cigar, you wouldn't have an overwhelming sweetness either. So, okay, let's keep cruising. Oh uh, yeah. Dustin and Dustin, you've had those barrel aged leaves, right? Yeah, I have. Yeah. They, and have you noticed, you noticed the difference, right? Yeah, the first time we did the barrel aging, I think it was maybe six-ish weeks into the barrel mm. project, and yeah. it tasted very, what I called earthy in the video, a lot of like a cedary, woodsy, a little bit of spice on the back of the throat, and then a few months went by, we did it again, and then all of a sudden, this natural sweetness from the wrapper emerged that I'm assuming just happened from being in the barrel. Absolutely. And it was, but it was noticeable. It was good. Fantastic. Well, thank you. All right. We're going to grab a few more comments before we go early to the after party on Cigars Daily Plus. This is where the crew will really get to be the crew. Just to give you an idea, nobody is on here tonight who's a spokesperson for a major cigar brand where they're always sort of minding their P's and Q's. We're just going to have a good time and not worried about getting canceled or kicked off the internet. That's what we love about Cigars Daily Plus. You can join us over there. You create an account with a uh, username and a password and an email address and like a first name and you're in. It's a free website where we want to provide the best damn cigar content online for free for you uh, to make sure that you guys have everything you need. Okay, go for it. Davis Edward says, what brand knife is that? People have been asking me on email as well. I don't know. What brand knife this is? This is a $40 knife off like Amazon or something like that. That by the way, is totally illegal in the UK. <laughs> what is the what's the uh uh blade length in the uk what is that allowed to be i want to say it's four inch but i'm pretty sure if you're caught with any kind of blade you're not getting any like 
Yeah. You, there's no re reason for you to have it. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, there is a reason for you to. I mean, well, I. Ben and I are gonna. So that's the first video on Ben and my YouTube channel. How long is too long for your knife blade? So maybe ben, the UK likes nub cigars because they're also short as well. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, we're gonna have a great. Oh, Ben, we're gonna have so much fun on our YouTube channel. All right. Uh, George Shem says, "Why did Drew Estate produce so much foot smoke, even when not being smoked?" This is a great question to answer on a Come Drew on. Estate on a Drew Estate show when I don't have a Drew Estate guest here and I can say whatever I want. Um, so yeah, Drew Estate cigars produce more smoke out of the foot than any other brand in the entire world. Consistently, and especially their darker wrapper stuff. And I'll be honest, I don't know what they do to them to make them produce that much smoke. But it has to be something. It can't be nothing. Like, there's no way that Drew Estate's like, hey, I don't know. Our tobacco is just more smoky than other tobaccos, maybe. I don't know. I truly, like, there's got to be something there. And again, this is coming from the brand that's got a hyper-secretive sense of how they make acid cigars. They're like, we make acid cigars. They taste like we can't describe it. And how do we make them? Fairies. It tastes like an acid cigar. It tastes like an acid cigar. And by the way, the rest of our cigars pour out smoke like a smokestack. Are you wanting to do the AMA here or you want to do that? No, we'll do that. We'll do ask me anything during the after party. People can ask me anything. I'll answer any questions that you guys have there. All right, let's keep cruising. I want to get a couple more comments before we bounce over. Uh, the next one right here is from Sean Turner. Uh, those cigars are the only thing I like that are short and fat. Gotcha. Are there other short and fat things that are good? Can we just vote on some things right now? Firearms. Firearms. Thank you, Dustin. Firearms. Short and fat firearms are good. Let's give Sean some things to appreciate. Um, nope, that's it. All right. <laughs> that's it. Show your tattoo. Show the tattoo. Here you go. Here's my tattoo right here. So, yeah, I got a few tattoos. And uh, we'll talk about this more on the after party if you guys want to hear about it. But this is from some of my best, closest friends throughout college. And then I got one here that I got done in Greece. It's a Bible verse. It says, uh, fight the good fight, says it in Greek. And then I got other ones up here. One that I got in India when I was 19 years old at a place that I almost definitely would have died uh, had it not been for a miracle where I didn't die. I don't even know why, why that happened. Okay. Um, uh, time for just one more comment, Dustin. Go ahead and get us the best one in the comment lineup right now. Yeah, the it, Jordan Everett is on Facebook. He says the lineup link is in the description. Please do check that out on cigarsdailyplus.com. You can find it there. And it is a hyper awesome lineup uh, that is extremely limited. So make sure you check it out. Drew Estate Flying Pigs on cigarsdailyplus.com. You can definitely find it there. Uh, the internet did not work in my favor for this episode. So major bummer. All right, what's the next one? Tony Grant. Is Ben a Mets fan or is he just loving that hat? Ben, defend yourself. 100% Mets fan. 100%. And like, that's why I literally live in America because of the New York Mets. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, genuine you, true story. Really? Yeah, I came over in 2015 to see the World Series just to sit in a bar in New York and watch the game. So I wasn't on my own in my underwear watching it at three in the morning. <laughs> and uh, one night, I was smoking cigarettes still at the time. One night, went outside. Saw some girl who had a lighter. Six years later, I'm married to her and we have a little boy. Wow. Fantastic. <laughs> so, okay. yeah, like, literally, the Mets, I literally owe my entire life now to them. I Fantastic. Know. I love that. <laughs> okay. It's the New York team that doesn't have that much success. That much success. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. Needless to say, 
we lost the World Series. <laughs> <laughs> and Ben was like, America. <laughs> That's fantastic. Okay, uh, get us one more. I got time for just one more. And then we're going to hit that after party. Yeah, I see a lot of the questions about the link for the lineup. I'll mention that right before we bounce over. All right. Uh, would you ever have Brian from Provada Cigar Club as a guest? Uh, probably. Yeah, I haven't talked with him in a while, but I don't know why I wouldn't. Yeah, Brian's a good guy. Here's an answer to Drew Estate. Somebody. Yeah, Drew Estate uses well-aged tobacco leaves, which have lots of oils. The darker the leaf they use, the more oils. Those oils put off a ton of smoke as they burn. Okay, leave that up for a second. <clears throat> because Big Joe Smoke Show is clearly a dude who's like invested in the cigar industry, in the cigar world. <laughs> and what I want to do is give you some pushback on your comment. Lots of companies use very well-aged tobaccos with lots of oil in them. Go look at a Placencia Alma Fuerte or something that hasn't been aged for 10 years. Look at a Prodomo. They aged their wrappers for five years. Their Maduros don't pour out as much smoke. Or look at some of the other stuff that, like Drew Estate, is probably aged for around three years before it's rolled into a cigar. Stuff like, uh, oh, I don't know, Dunbarton Tobacco and Trusts, Mi Querida, or the Sobre Mesa, or uh, go on over to Alec Bradley and look at their tobaccos from Honduras. I'm talking about Oliva. I'm talking about uh, uh, American Viking cigars, all these brands that use well-aged tobaccos with lots of oils on the wrapper. And true, the, the Drew Estate cigars do have a sheen that not everything else quite has. So to me, the answer isn't quite as simple as we just use good tobaccos because that's everybody's answer about their cigars. What makes your cigar special? The tobacco is really good. It's like the best. It's like the best stuff that there is. And so I, not to knock on Drew Estate and not to knock on you, Joe, uh, but I definitely think that there's more in this story. Big, big Joe is never going to comment again. Big Joe is like that <laughs> son of a bitch. Damn it. I went out on a limb and he smoked me for it. I hate that. All right, guys. Uh, this is the time when we got to bounce over to the after party. Please join us there. This is where you can find out about the lineup for tonight's show. Take a look at these five cigars right here from Drew Estate Cigars, the Flying Pigs, high demand cigars. You're going to find a spectacular value when you learn about them. And we're going to keep this episode going. Just so you guys know, every single week, the first hour of this show is a one hour trial for me not to get us canceled off the internet. And so when we go to Cigars Daily Plus, it's a place where we can be ourselves, say what we want, do what we want, and not worried about who we're going to offend, hurt, or who's going to switch off the lights on the YouTube channel here. So please join us over there. We've got a lot more show to go. We're actually going to do a longer after party than usual. Otherwise, stay tuned for a great episode next week where we will have a guest. Uh, and so see you guys there. See you at the after party. All right, we're back. Welcome to the after party. Ah, I've been waiting for this all night. This is fantastic. Now we actually have an after party with the production crew here. And so uh, we're going to open this up and get some comments rolling. I see Jack Dennis says, don't worry, Joe. Tim roasts me about everything every time I make a comment. That's <laughs> right, Jack. Because ultimately, like what we do together in the cigar world, this is one of the reasons I love my job. We're laid back and we roast each other's shit. Like that's one of the things you do when you're hanging out with the guys. And if you're too sensitive, for it for the love of god don't go into a cigar lounge you will not make it Ooh, okay uh dustin keep scrolling for some comments while i tell everybody uh i talk about the lineup here 
It's a sampler. I've got five of those Drew Estate cigars. I knocked the price way down more actually than I think I'm probably supposed to, or that Drew Estate's supposed to, uh, that asks us to discount it. There is an amount and a lot of brands police this stuff. They don't want you to discount it past a certain amount to preserve the value of the brand. This one is definitely an extra high value. So check out that sampler down below. You won't regret checking it out. Uh, Rick Nevin says, crazy customer service ordered a Ordered on Black Friday, order placed on Thursday. Okay. Got a text from Dustin on Friday. Order arrived on Saturday. I think Rick was a stock error. Rick was a stock error. <laughs> we, we subbed something in and got the order out, and I'm glad he got it the next day. So this is, let's talk about this real quick, because stock errors do happen, right? It's yeah. one of very few things here that actually hold up an order from getting out the door because we get out every order every day. That's what we do. Right. Yeah. And, it, but if there is a stock error or if there is something like a, a fraud check on an order, those things can hold up an order. So you text it, you texted him. I texted him. Yeah. I God, we're text cutting it. Yeah. Oh, Fantastic. Every time I tell people on the voicemail, I'm like, you know, you can give us a call, send us a text, choose an email, Instagram, Facebook, however you can communicate with me. I can make the order right. And get it out to you. Fantastic. Yeah. And I'm glad Rick got his cigars the next day. That's great. And I'll tell you this. Your calls are not being recorded for quality assurance. <laughs> cigars daily. Not because we would never do that. We just don't. We just don't do that. All right. Can, can you answer this one? AC says, since we're on the after party, does your YouTube channel have any strikes? And if so, can you say what they are uh, and were you able to fight it? Yo, yeah, I can talk about Wait, this. Wait, are you doing AMA? Yeah, yeah, AMA, ask me anything. Yeah, in the comments, ask anything you guys want. I'll answer any questions you guys ask that Dustin highlights on my screen right here. And anything the, at all, anything at all. Anything at all, almost. almost I'm still going to reserve the right not to answer a question if it's like, like if somebody wants to know about my, you know, size of my genitals, I'm not going to answer that. Well, I guess Allison that's the reason wouldn't. why we have a flying pig episode. <laughs> <laughs> Bastard. All right. Uh, so the YouTube channel. Yeah. So this has been a, this has been really tough. If you follow any number of cigar influencers on YouTube, you're going to, you're going to learn more about this. So first of all, YouTube is going after a lot of us, like a lot of the like ATF channels. If you do a channel that's on alcohol, tobacco, firearms, YouTube is like here, you are talking about a regulated substance. And for that reason, you cannot fully monetize your videos. We will continue to show advertisements and we will probably keep more of that ad money, but you won't get it because you're a bad person. And it's literally like, even YouTube is now like, if your channel is demonetized, like totally demonetized, YouTube's like, we might still show ads and keep the money ourselves. <laughs> you just can't make money off it. Yeah, yes, sons of bitches. So we got a, and almost all of the strikes that I'm familiar with, because I do talk with some of the other cigar influencers, some of the guys with bigger channels. I talk with these guys. I think all of the strikes that have been given out have been for links in the description. And I've gotten one warning that was in an Oliva episode a couple of years ago. And that one, the strike was, or the warning was for something with firearms. And I have no idea what that was. I didn't think we did any firearms in that show. But the first strike is because I put a link in the description of a video that went to bovidainc.com. Bovida Inc., Bovida's website, humidification products. And they were like, what? How dare you? And then they put the strike on the channel and everything like that. And I called Bovid and I was like, what the fuck, guys? <laughs> like I had just done the video with Rob Gagne and he was awesome. And he was like, you know, he's like, we link to our own website. And certainly with Cigars Daily, we traditionally link to our website during the live videos. That's uh, typically not a problem. But so I appealed the strike. And the way it works is a strike stays on your channel for 90 days. And you cannot get any more strikes or it gets much worse. But it stays on your channel for 90 days but you can appeal it. So I appealed our strike on day one. 
I wasn't allowed to post, answer comments, put up a video or do anything for a week. And I appealed it right away. And then after 87 days, my appeal went through and they're like, oh yeah, you're fine. (laughs) 87 days. It was like my strike was like a cop getting ready to retire in an action movie. Ah, two days from retirement. I mean, it's just so insane to me. Like the way that all this stuff works is nonsensical and crazy to give you guys an idea how stupid this is. And then we'll move on because this is my life. And now I'm just bitching about my life. So literally they're like, yeah, you cannot do content that discusses the purchase of regulated products. Boom. But when I post my videos on YouTube, there is a monetization setting with a box that I can click saying, this is a video that discusses the use, making, or purchase of a regulated item and then monetize the video. So when cigar people talk about their channels getting demonetized, I don't think they've all been totally demonetized. We're just limited monetization and it's a bunch of bullshit and it's just the way that the internet works right now. It's you told me you held a sword in one video and you got in trouble for that too. I thought that was the reason, but I don't think it is. Cause I watch a lot of other live videos where I'm like, so what, what's good. What's kosher. Like certainly a knife like this. If, if UK like was running YouTube, then I would definitely be canceled off the internet for this. Right, Ben. Yeah. 100%. Ben is like hundred <laughs> percent. But when it comes to, you know, firearms and stuff, I, they say you can't hold a weapon in your hands during a live video. That's just what it is. So how did they get by broadcasting the Rittenhouse trial when that was live? events. Oh, you mean when the prosecutor pointed an AR-15 at yeah, the jury? Right. I don't know. I do know that if you said there were certain points in time where if you said Kyle Rittenhouse was not like a white supremacist or that he was innocent or that it was justified, you got a strike for that. And then later on, they're like, oh, the verdict was innocent. Sorry. What's done is done. Walk right, it back, walk it back. The next comment right here is from Rakish Robbie. But just so you guys know, when I when I tell you guys to come over here to Cigars Daily Plus, that really is to protect our cigar community. That's what I want to do. I want to make the best damn cigar content online. I want to do it for free, and I want to do it in exchange for the simple opportunity to offer you guys the best value in cigars that I'm able to. And so I will do that for as long as I can, and this website is a way to do that. So thank you very much for joining us here. Uh, <clears throat> Rakish Robbie says, love the cheeky... Uh, Rittenhouse aside, phenomenal. Uh, any chance you'll bring back the select tobacco uh, Bandolero lines? Also, can I pre-order a box of Dunbarton's uh, uh, Sin Compromiso Paladin de Saca, please, Tim? That was a lot of reading there. Thank, I was a lot of reading. It's more reading than I usually do in a week. Uh, so, no, you cannot pre-order the Paladin de Saca. Uh, because we just don't sell things we don't have. And that's my, if it's not physically here, I'm not going to sell it. And I've just, I've seen too many, especially online cigar companies get in a lot of trouble doing this. One company did it with the Drew Estate. Uh, oh man, it was the last big one they did. It was the Undercrown 10. They did a freestyle live event and, and Drew Estate called everybody and said, you're only going to get X number of the freestyle live kits. This website sold like hundreds of them. That's right. Yeah. And then they got enough to fill less than 20% of the orders. And so then you got to be the dick that calls all the customers and you're like, yeah, sorry, we didn't get enough. You want your money back or do you want something else to replace it? Unless that's not what you want to be doing with most of the people that order a product. So just to be safe, we said, we're not going to sell anything we don't physically have here. So you don't see pre-orders. If I was going to do it, it would have to be ultra special reason where I've got, especially when there's so much confusion about shipping and it's not reliable. And I don't like that. 
I don't like it at all. So anyway, uh, we will be able to get it when it comes in. And if you email Dustin, he typically sends things out to people like with the, uh, the Dunbarton Stillwell star, not the, Sitwell. not the Sitwell star, the Stillwell star. Don't put that in my head. Don't put that on me, Ricky Bobby. Me, Ricky Bobby. Uh, with the Stillwell star, we, we had a list of people we emailed when it got here who were sort of able to have the first shot at getting it. So I hope we that's did the same with the second round of freestyle packs too. Did we do that? Oh, good. Yeah. We let people know about the Drew State freestyle pack. So as far as what we do here, we want to provide amazing customer service. That's one way we can do it without doing pre-orders. I don't want your money if I can't give you the quality service. And that's, that's what I tell everyone. We are not comfortable with holding your money when we don't have some. Exactly. It's just the way it is. Thank you, dude. That's a great, you're doing great. Good job. Good job. All right. (laughs) Wyatt Phillips says, not a question, but thank you for being, uh, for being on a time where I can pour a drink and have a smoke and relax after this nightmare of almost two years with everything going on. I look forward to the content daily. Thank you. And, and I'll tell you, I, I feel really, really fortunate at Cigars Daily because this has been like a, like a microcosm of the world for us. Like here, it's, it's like regular. We just bitch about everything going on outside of here, which is also regular. Like that's what you do in a cigar shop. You sit down and bitch about how terrible the world is. And we've been doing that for the last two years. Just been like, oh my God, have you guys seen how crazy it is out there? People are nuts, man. Let's have another cigar. (laughs) So if I can share some of that with people, that makes it worth doing. So I'm really, really glad that you're enjoying it. It's fantastic. Um, Okay. Tim B. Oh yeah, we are doing an ask me anything. So put any questions you want down below. I'll answer anything you put down there, especially if Dustin highlights it, that means it's a really good uh, comment. Uh, Tim B says, why is Gurkha debated so much? Out of the five that I've had, uh, one bad one, out of the five I had one bad one and it was a Connecticut and I've never had a Connecticut that I liked anyway. Controversial. <laughs> I always hear you talking about Gurkha, so. Yeah, I don't talk about Gurkha a lot, but I also don't carry Gurkha anymore. So I guess it doesn't really matter. Uh, no, I'm I truly, I don't want to slam cigar brands. And and so I'll just outline the debate about it. And and again, this isn't, doesn't reflect on my opinion of it at all. I personally, when I first got into cigars, I smoked Gurkhas, a lot of them, and I loved them. Now I don't smoke Gurkhas. We don't carry it here. And I really just smoke the stuff we carry and things that people send me to try. Um, but I'll say this. Gurkha is one of many brands who have done this now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is, there is a, there's become a huge uh, chasm between what you see online and what you see in a brick and mortar shop. And it's been that way for, for a while now, almost 10 years now, where the brands and stuff that you see online are totally different than the brands you see if you walk into a brick and mortar cigar shop. And the brands in a brick and mortar cigar shop are typically a little more expensive and they're posed as much nicer, higher end sticks. And the stuff you see online has tended to be the more highly discount stuff. I'll say this, you certain, well, I'm, I'm, we're on Cigars Today, plus I'm say, you go to you get emails from Cigars International and you'll get sometimes stuff that says 94% off Gurkha, which is like most cigar makers are throwing up on the floor when they read that about their own cigar brand. They don't want that. I don't know what kind of relationship CI has with Gurkha, but certainly there's a perception about that, that is this deal too good to be true? And I won't say, I never bought the 94% off Gurkha thing, so I don't know anything about it, but it certainly for a lot of consumers creates this perception in their mind that they're like, okay, that's such a steeply discounted brand that uh, it can't possibly be good. And uh, and I won't say that Gurkha did this because I don't know for sure, but I know there are brands that will sell large online retailers 
empty boxes and bands and let those retailers put whatever they want in it. And so you're buying the cigar Y and what you're really getting is a real box and a real band and something else that that big box store had rolled in a factory somewhere. So it's something to know about some of those like ultra deals that, that again, not all of them are bad. Sometimes you go and buy into a really good deal and you get a really good product, but sometimes you also buy into a really good deal and find out that you were sort of had. And, and it's not any one like retailer out there that does that. That just, it's one of the things that happens, especially with big companies that want more money. If, if my mind serves me correctly or my memory, you did discount the American Viking box of Robusta by 95% I did. on the uh, Cigars Day Facebook page. From $1,400 down to a piddly $100. I was making a public statement about <laughs> the fact that some companies jack up the MSRP so that you're not really getting a deal where it's like that that barbecue is like $4.99 in September, $4.99 in October and November. And then the MSRP is $9.99 and it's marked down to $4.99. So what I did is I posted a picture in the group and I just marked it up to $1,500 a box <laughs> and said, yeah, they're 90% off, 150 bucks. Come get one. Black Friday. That was a good one, man. Black Friday deals. Come and get them. Well, please do check out. I'll tell you what's not smoking mirrors and what's not uh, just something to try to fool you. That is the lineup for tonight's episode, The Sampler. It's down below this video. Get one for yourself. You won't see flying pigs around for another year. The flavor on these things is exemplary and fantastic. And uh, if you want like one of the most coveted limited edition cigars of the year. You got to get these five cigars. Uh, there's a link down below. Check it out. It's there. Dustin Atwood. What's up, Tim? What's up, Dustin? Uh, love your channel. Hi, hi Dustin. Uh, not you. All right. I'm already starting in on my Monday ass chewing. Uh, just jump. Uh, jumped head first into cigars about a year ago. Learned a ton from you. Keep it up, man. Uh, what's your favorite Connecticut broadleaf? That's hard to say. I don't know what my favorite Connecticut broadleaf is. Tabernacle comes to mind right away, but that might just be because there's a tabernacle sitting in front That's of me. That's what I was going to say. Um... The Nika Rustica is a good daily one. Nika Rustica is amazing for a cigar that's like five, six, seven dollars, yeah. no matter what size. Like, even that's the, great for broadleaf. Belly is like something. Yeah. yeah, I would say that. I'm trying to think of some of the. I've been amazed at how many different uh, broadleafs I've seen coming out recently, just is because it, there's been a shortage of broadleaf for the last couple of years, is, and there uh, will be for another year. Is Nikita a broadleaf? I don't know. I don't want to speak to that without knowing. I'm not sure, but almost definitely Sokka's got a broadleaf and he's the most persnickety about his broadleaf stuff. So <laughs> who knows? All right. Get us another good comment. Uh, I was wondering if you wanted me to throw this one up here. This is a great, this is fantastic. I love this. How do you feel about it? Dave. So I don't talk about the ministry stuff for, for too long because most people just disengage when you do it. So I'll hit this one with a, with a bat and we'll move on. Uh, Tim, being from ministry for almost 20 years, I quit smoking cigars and drinking adult beverages. I'm retired now. Oops, sorry. It's okay. And just started enjoying both. What's your take on having been in ministry? Uh, all right. I'll tell you guys this. I went to a Christian college where you had to sign a document at the beginning of, of the semester agreeing to not drink or smoke while you attended the school. And this was in, this was... This was 11 years ago because 12, 12 years ago I did this. And uh, it seemed crazy because it was something that so many pastors I knew did. They all drank. They all smoked cigars. They were, they were A lot of them were big whiskey and bourbon guys. And a lot of them were big cigar guys. And so to me, I was like, this feels like something that my school is doing because we have a bunch of like 
wealthy Baptist donors, maybe who don't like drinking or smoking or chewing or going with girls that are doing those things. So I, you know, I think that the idea of don't drink, smoke, or chew or go with girls that do is not something you can back up from a faith standpoint. Uh, there are wise sayings about doing it or not doing it, but you can't just say it's wrong, it's bad, you shouldn't do it. And as a pastor, I loved it. And at going to that school, actually, I actually heard of a student who had gotten permission from the dean of students to drink and smoke. How did you get that? I I didn't know at the time, but I went into the Dean of Students office. I'm 22 by this point. By the way, I didn't drink on my 21st birthday because I had signed that thing and I didn't want to do something I said I wouldn't do. I went and bought beer for all my friends and made the guy card me because I looked, I've always looked like I'm like 40 years old, made the guy card me. And then I still had hair at this time. (laughs) And and then, uh, so I went to the Dean of Students office and I sat down, I was like, I heard you gave another student permission to smoke and drink and I'm going on a retreat with my church and I know we are going to have some whiskey and some cigars and I want to do that with them and I want you to let me. And the dean was a lady at the time, which is crazy. They said you can't drink or smoke, but then the Baptists let a lady be the dean of the college. Like, what the fuck? Am I? Okay. Anyway, uh, <laughs> if we're going to be prejudiced about dumb shit, let's be prejudiced about all the dumb shit. Let's just stay consistent with what some of the church has done. Um, so uh, she looked at me and she's like, how old are you? I was 22. So I said, 22. She said, all right. She said, you realize if you ever bring tobacco on this campus, you'll be in a lot of trouble. I said, well, of course, why, why wouldn't I? She said, okay, well, if I walked into a bar and you were there having a cigar and a drink, I probably wouldn't do anything. And I was like, that's all I needed. That's all I needed. Yeah. So anyway, uh, as far as like cigars and tobacco in ministry, there are parts of America where that's still a big deal. The, the Bible Belt, the South. That's really where it is. If you have a tattoo, you can't be a pastor. If you smoke, drink, chew, go with girls to do, you basically can't go to heaven. But if you're in Arizona, great news is you can go to heaven. So <laughs> it's like Jesus Jesus is like, nope, you from Arizona? You're good. Go right on in. Yeah, I just think it's silly the way that these things get blown out of proportion. A lot of this stuff gets blown way out of proportion. It's That's what you. That's the part you call religion. That's not the part that you call your faith and relationship and with your God. That was an ask me anything question, and that was an ask me anything answer. So. Ask me anything answer. Keep asking me anything. We got, oh my gosh, we got more time. I love this. Thank you for getting me more beer. I appreciate that, Kelly. Matt Knowles is on. And Matt Knowles is also, I don't know if he's pastoring at this moment, but I know that he's drinking. Uh, let's see. Has your palate. Matt Knowles not pastoring. I don't think so. His church is called the Church of Blue Moon. <laughs> Blue Moon Community Church. Uh, let's see. Uh, how has your palate changed over the last year? Are you leaning more towards sticks that you never uh, liked before or sticking with the usual? And you talked about this with some guys. I talked about this with some guys. Actually, my palate's changed a lot. I find myself gravitating towards stronger stuff now, and it was never that way for me. Guys, I've smoked cigars for 18 years, okay? So I've been in and out of all kinds of different stuff, and I just landed... For really the last like seven years, I was just like Connecticut, mild, smooth, creamy with lots of flavor. That was my favorite thing. And I think just in the last couple of years, like I pass a Mexican San Andreas cigar on the shelf and I'm like, sup girl, how you doing? <laughs> like, like San Andreas, Maduro, Connecticut Broadleaf, Oscuro, like a lot of that stuff. I find that the character of it is winning me over in, in newer and better ways. And, and, and that's tough for me because I've loved mild stuff for so long, but I, I've literally had a couple of days where I've smoked a Connecticut, a shade in the morning with my coffee. And I'm like, wow, this just isn't 
hitting the bullseye in the way that I want it to. Even some of the guys who've been following you for years on YouTube come in and they say that, well, Tim's the mild guy. You know, tell me what Tim likes because I like mild stuff. Yeah. And like Tim's kind of been gravitating away from that lately. So, yeah. And then you're like, so you should too, bitch. Right. No. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I, you know, so and the, it, best way to, the best way to keep customers is to call them bitch. Yeah. I, no, we, yeah. we teach that in our, in our yeah, employee that, training wait, here at the my, shop. Uh, wait, my phone calls are not recorded for quality assurance. So <laughs> did I you can... not know that? <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Why did I say it? Oh my gosh. That, when you guys call the shop tomorrow, I was going to be like, thanks up, for bitch? calling Scars Daily. What's up, bitch? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Andrew says, recently had a mold issue with a couple cigars in one of my humidor uh, where the humidity has crept up to 70% for a long time. And uh, if there's mold on three or four cigars, are they all going to end up getting moldy? No. They will not all end up getting moldy. And, you know, you want to make sure that everything gets real good and clean. And I would even wipe down the cigars that were in there because the issue with mold is mold spores, which sounds terrible when you say it. Watch out for mold spores. But no, truly, when it comes to mold and tobacco beetles, if it occurs in your humidor, it doesn't mean that every cigar is going to immediately be affected by it. And so you should be good. You take out the ones where you see it's affected. You take the other ones out. I personally, if it happens in my humidor, will let my cigars dry out just a little bit. I'll let them come down a few percentage points for humidity uh, just to sort of discourage the mold, I guess, for lack of a better term, just to be like, yeah, you're, maybe it was too wet in there and that's why I'm getting mold. So no, I wouldn't say that your collection's ruined. Definitely get rid of those cigars. Same thing with beetle cigars. Get rid of the beetle eating cigars and clean your humidor out very thoroughly. And then you should be able to get your cigars back in there and not have further issues. So I've also seen this on the Cigars Daily Nation. Is there a way to get mold off of your cigars to safely smoke that cigar still? Yeah, and that depends really on where mold is coming from, right? So, and again, this isn't ask me anything. So put your comments and questions down below and buy yourself a sampler for tonight's episode. Not for me, but for you, because it's Drew Estate's flying pigs are the ones that people really want. If you've got mold on a cigar, you can save that cigar still. It depends really on where the mold is. If the mold is on the shaft of the cigar or the body of the cigar right? Then you, you can probably wipe it down and be just fine. If it's growing in the folds of the tobacco at the foot, get rid of it, toss the thing, be done with it. And don't try to save that cigar. You know, I, you know, if it's very, very tiny amount, you might cut off the bottom, you know, one inch of the foot or something like that and try it I'd, and see what you see, I guess. But I would be really, really hesitant if it looks like mold is growing on the inside. I literally talked to a guy or you talked to a guy the other day. It was like, I just smoked the moldy ones. And yeah. it's like, would you, well, Don't do that. Life, Don't life, smoke the moldy cigars. Life is too short to smoke moldy cigars. Just buy another Life is too short to smoke moldy cigars, which could shorten your life. Okay. Um, Chief John says, what are the best budget strong cigars? I'm broke. <laughs> I'm a broke ass bitch since the vaccine mandate kicked me out of my last job. Uh, I'll just say this. First of all, your medical decision should be your choice and your job should not hinge on what your medical decisions are. And second of all, Chief John, um, when it comes to best budget strong cigars, uh, I'm going to go with Foundations Charter Oak in the uh, Broadleaf. There's a five, $6 Broadleaf. Is, is, uh, is the JFR Lunatic Short Robusto, is that a budget? I think it's like five bucks. Yeah, yeah, JFR, and that's a strong. That's a that's probably the strongest cigar we've got. I, sub I think that's six seven dollars. Yeah, I think it's five or six bucks. 
I still don't like that. Even as I like stronger stuff, oh. that is still way too strong for me. I'm just like, no, thank you. Um, <laughs> I would say also uh, Perdomo's Lot 23 Maduro. That one will rock for you. Um, AJ Fernandez New World Oscuro gets around seven bucks. Uh, you might try if you want a $4 long filler premium cigar, Flor de Oliva Maduro. It's not fully strong because not a lot of bundled cigars are going to be really strong, but it's really good. So worth a try. Uh, I'm trying to think through the rest of them. Uh, I'm thinking, and, and I don't know when you say cheap, you know, Chillin' Moose 2, T-O-O, Chillin' Moose 2 is another four, between four and five dollar uh, dark cigar. So those are a few of them. Yeah. Yeah. Jeffrey says, are there cigars that you sell in the shop that you don't and can't online? I typically don't buy cigars we can't sell online. And it's a question I frequently have when new cigars come out. Is this brick and mortar only? And if it is, I just, I ignore it. And, and really the idea behind brick and mortar only cigars, and a lot of cigar makers make them, is to support brick and mortar shops, which are the backbone of cigar cigars in America today. So I would say this, if it's a brick and mortar only cigar, which I think that J.C. Newman American is. J.C. Newman American, that's brick and mortar only. You're not supposed to sell it or be able to buy it online. Uh, I want brick and mortar shops to have that. And I don't want to step on their toes with that stuff a tremendous amount. So I usually just ignore it. There's a few brands that have come out and they're like, hey, it's brick and mortar only. And I'm like, can I sell it online? And they're like, sure, why not? Yeah, go right ahead. And I'm like, so it's not really brick and mortar only. They're like, <laughs> so then, so then we end up having it. But no, mostly uh, you won't find brick and mortar only cigars in the shop here because my time is spent here in the studio, in my office, in front of my computer, thinking about you guys. And I love our brick and mortar customers who come in here. I love it when I get to meet people who come in from out of town. It's like a special part of my day, but truly I think about this first. And so I don't have a lot of use for that stuff. We don't really have any of that. And if I do end up with some of that stuff that I can only use in the brick and mortar shop, I try to figure out how to give it away. Cause I think I can do that can online. Give it to me. Dustin says I can give it to him. Uh, Dustin will be fine. You, I, have you? Let me ask you a question, Dustin. Have you ever had so many cigars in your life in your personal collection? No, I have not. And it's funny because a few weeks back in the morning meeting, you asked me, what do you usually ask for for Christmas? And I said, cigars. Yes. And you said, what are you going to ask for this year? I, I don't I know. Don't I know. No you start I working in the cigar industry. Yeah. You're like, what the hell? What do I, Ben, do you, I go back. I want to see Ben. Do you have any big Christmas wishes this year? You like cool shit more than just like cigars and knives and guns and stuff. Yeah, so. but I don't know. I'm kind of really, really bad at people buying me gifts because okay. I want cool shit and I want it now. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So, I, yeah, so I'm actually really difficult because if there's anything I want, I go out and buy it. And yeah, my wife and family hate it. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of stuck with it. I've already got my. Shit. Yeah, I, and I'm I, and that's the same boat. I've, yeah. I've already got the guns I want. I've got the cars I want, even though none of them work. I can't smoke the cool stuff. And when you're smoking great cigars, you always want another one. It's yeah, great. yeah, I it's impossible. Allison, you know, my birthday was on Thanksgiving this year. So my parents were asking what I wanted. They ended up getting me a monocular, a singular monocular like, like, like yeah not like an extended one but it's got like a dial on it and you just look out and it's got a thing to attach your cell phone to it and i'm like i'm literally like what am i what do i do with this i, like, I, was, I was gonna say as somebody who's worked in cigars as long as you have what do you ask for for christmas because cigars you clearly have nothing i don't know what to want that's the hard thing like yeah yeah i want my kids to be happy i want to have a good time when my wife asks me what i want for my birthday i share 
very, very private personal things that I won't talk about even on Cigars Daily. <laughs> I'm not part of the Ask Me Anything. But yeah, no, other than like, you know, weird, crazy stuff. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't even know what I want anymore. Like the Jim and I usually for Christmas, we get like, we get each other a bottle of scotch and it's like, here's your bottle of scotch. And he's like, here's your bottle of scotch. It's like, all right, thanks. <laughs> we'll drink them over the next year. Well, here's the thing. I think, you know, when you're actually like, you know, when you've hit that level and you are a bit more of a grown up because you're also more interested about the food and the drink than you are. Yeah. About the, the actual experience. experience. Straight yeah, up. Yeah. You, yeah. 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 Your wants change, right? It's not the newest, latest, greatest toy. Sometimes it is. And, but yeah, you've got more culture, hopefully. Espen Hansen says, hi, Tim. We've been talking uh, about this many times, but was it dangerous to, uh, is it dangerous to smoke tobacco beetles? Not to my knowledge. Yeah, and 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 just to be fair, I think it's a bit dangerous for the beetle. It's dangerous for the beetle <laughs> who physically combusts. And I and I'll admit, every time I'm like drawing on a cigar and I hear a little pop, I wonder if that's a tobacco beetle in there. And it, there was one time I brought something in your office in my hand, and I said, "What is this?" It was like that little hard bead thing. Yeah, and I thought it was a beetle. You thought it was a tobacco yeah. beetle, and it wasn't. And it, and some cigars get that. I no. And I'll say this: if you smoke cigars on any kind of regular basis, you almost definitely have smoked tobacco beetles or tobacco beetle larvae. There's no reason to think that that's going to produce some carcinogen that's different than what comes in your cigars. The things are born on a tobacco leaf. They eat tobacco to stay alive. They screw on the tobacco leaf to procreate, and then they die on a tobacco leaf. They're not altogether different. What a life, man. Screw it on a tobacco leaf. I love it. Go to tobacco. Leaf. They really have got us beat. Cigars are us. I think he's our guy who works in New York. Cigars are us says Tim, uh, retirement party for a gentleman. I work with at the cigar lounge tomorrow. He's been in the industry for 30 years. Ooh. What are a few cigars that come to mind as a great gift for him under $35 retirement for party for a gentleman. I work with, at the cigar lounge tomorrow. He's been in the industry for 30 plus years. What are a few cigars that come to mind as a great gift for if him? He's been in the industry for 30 years. What hasn't he smoked? Well, also, what's under $35 in New York? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm trying to think about. I'm like, I don't know. If you order him from Cigars Daily, there's a lot. No, I mean, you're going to get him from your shop and probably get a good deal. I, Here's the thing, and it's, it goes straight back to like the Christmas gift idea thing. Once you work in the industry, you don't really pay for cigars anymore a ton. Or you shouldn't. If you are paying for cigars, and you're working in the wrong part of the industry. Uh, and, I, and I'll say, after 30 years, I just don't know what would like blow someone's skirt up. I would think it's going to be the same tried and true cigars that you would always know. It's the Placencia Almaforte. It's Padron's 1926. It's the uh, Oliva Melania, which is probably the lower end of that 30-year retirement. I don't know if Melania would, would be my celebratory stick. Uh, um, if he likes milder stuff, maybe the Atabay. Uh, and then if you want to go crazy, yeah, you're under 35 bucks, and we think you're in New York based on the conversation Three-second conversation. Got a job in a yeah, at his, in a lounge in New York. You know, Davidoff will almost definitely be out of the price range, most of it. But Davidoff is one of those, like, even for the cigar industry people, you don't get free Davidoffs. Something he's never had. How about that new Placencia? The Placencia Cosecha 149. We just got those in here. They're in extremely limited supply. We've already gone through half of what we got. One, and one I, box was yeah, one box was <laughs> Dustin. But we went through half of what we got, and I put it online two days ago. So I would say... Yeah, those would be my basic recommendations. Something Placencia, Almaforte, Alma del Fuego, Cosecha 149, Padron 1926, 64, Milanio, 
the stuff that's standard 1502s XO. He might not have had that one, but after 30 years in the industry, I mean, give him a hug. <laughs> He's going to need it. He's been in the cigar industry for 30 years. It's been a rough ride during that war on tobacco bullshit. All right. What's the next one? Oh, we got a lot of comments here. Yeah. It's ask me anything. I want to get through a bunch of comments right now. So grab as many of these as we can. Not okay. Really a question, just kind of comment. Caveman Stan says, I thought Tim was talking about a monocle and I was laughing so hard to myself. My mom got me a monocle. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. No, I did not get it. It's a monocular. And I opened it and I was like, oh, wow. Like, great. And truly, like for my son and I, we love this stuff because we live next to a really large hill. It's a small mountain almost. And we just got a place up north. And so we're going up there and really looking at wildlife and stuff. And we really like that. So Where's it was a good gift. Up north. What were you wanting something more specific? Yeah. Are you doing the ask me anything now? What's, what's the city? Dewey. Fuck you, Dewey. <laughs> <laughs> you had sex with my wife. You had sex with me too. I've had mixed feelings about that for 10 years now. <laughs> that's, that's There's a lot of, just to give you an idea of how many Dewey Cox quotes go on around here. First of all, I got a place up in Dewey and also Dustin's mom works here and her name is Darlene. Oh, God. So that is a, uh, it's a whole, it's a situation. Uh, Rob says, Tim, do you feel using a Pelican box type like uh, a Harbor Freight Avalanche to be a good box as a humidor? And I've seen, I have not seen you do a review on this type of humidor for use. Uh, yes. If it does not have like an inherent odor to the inside of the box. And I only say that because it's Harbor Freight. And I probably should say it if it's Home Depot as well, because Harbor Freight definitely gets the cheaper stuff. But I would say if, you, if you're looking at you know the, the style of box, just make sure it doesn't have an odor to it that could add itself to your cigars. I once had a refrigerated humidor that had that plastic smell inside. And I was like, whatever. I tried to treat it as much as I could. I used activated charcoal and, and baking soda and newspaper and cigar boxes. And I rubbed it down and I tried to sand it. I did everything I could to try to get this smell out of it. And then eventually built a Spanish cedar box that fit inside of it. And then I sealed the front edge with like that, that foam sealing stuff. And then I stuffed tobacco in it to isolate my cigars from the actual container. And I still felt like all oh, my cigars tasted like plastic. Was it, was it flex seal? It was not flex seal, but I am the flex seal guy of the cigar industry. But I truly, I'll tell you, if it doesn't have an odor in it, it's, it's going to be airtight. The Pelican style cases are fantastic. And in the cigar industry, when cigar reps travel, that's what they use. Yeah. They use those things. They always come in with them when they come in. And, and that guy came in the store. He brought one in from Costco. Remember that thing? A few yes. Ago? And I yes. gave it to you. You, you sniffed the inside. And that was just a Tupperware. And all I did was sniff it, right? It was just a big Tupperware bin. And he brought it in and was like, can I use this for my cigars? And we were like, yeah, go, right, go ahead. Go ahead. No problem. Yeah. Scott Jenkins says, can the band can the band cause a cigar to hold more humidity in the area? I've had two whiskey rows explode when I took the band off. Purchased at a local shop. No. Uh, no, they're, they're not going to do that. I, and, and well, I should say, I don't think they're going to, I, there's no reason to think that the cigars band is going to cause it to hold more humidity in that space. Uh, cigar wrap relief is very porous. If it loses humidity here, think about it like a sponge. You're probably not going to just dry out one part of the sponge over a period of time. That sponge will dry out pretty completely. Even if you like put something on one part of it, eventually it'll just dry out all through and through. So no, I wouldn't think that the band could cause it to do that. The reason that I think you're getting cigars exploding is because of pressure right there, because here's what you need to know about a cigar. When they make the cigars, they use their hand 
to do the filler leaf like this. And they take the filler and they roll it up into a little tobacco straw and they put it in their hand like this. And they do a few of those until they got it. And that filler leaf running lengthwise this way is going to go into a binder. Well, where their fingers sit right here, which is the easiest place to apply too much pressure. And they're literally feeling for ring gauge, but right here where their thumb and forefinger come together ends up being about right about the space where that band goes on your cigar. So this cigar was bunched almost just like this, where that band is behind my thumb and forefinger. So if you're having issues with your cigar's performance behind the band, it it may very well have to do with how the thing was bunched in the factory. But I would not think that the band causes humidity. That seems like it's probably a little more far-fetched than somebody just put too much, filled it out too much behind the or it could be a humidity issue. And you said that you got them all from the same shop, I think. So what's your favorite movie? I like how the guy's name is Film Trash. Film Trash. What's your favorite movie? Ghostbusters, hands down. Really? And I got to tell you something. I cried like a schoolboy bitch in afterlife. Like just sobbing, like the ugly cry tears at the end of the movie. It was fantastic. Ben, how about you? Uh, favorite movie? Um, you know what I did? Like well, probably my absolute favorite movie is probably Blow. Johnny Depp. Yeah. Great, great movie. It but is a great movie. Just say this week, I actually watched Apollo 13 for like the first time in a few years. You know what? I think Apollo 13 is a great movie. It is a fantastic it's movie. It's like a classic, like it's got everything. Very well done movie. Yeah. Still not as good as Ghostbusters, but a very, very well done movie. I think. Mine is a tie between the Blues Brothers. Ooh, nice choice. And uh, Back to the Future 2. And I like that just because Back to the Future is one of the only movies where two is better than one. Yes. And I agree with it on that. Like, there's not that many, but they've had a trilogy or whatever, and it's the, the next ones are better. But Back to the Future, like Back to the Future 2 is definitely. And, and I'd love to have the debate over the better uh, movie vehicle. My top two are the Bluesmobile <laughs> and uh, the DeLorean. And Ecto-1 is number three for me. Yeah, but the Ecto One is number one in real life <laughs> but, where I live. But but can the Ecto One travel back in time? It doesn't have to. It, it catches ghosts. Okay, but is the Ecto One on a mission from God like the Bluesmobile? We have a half pack of cigarettes. It's dark. We're wearing sunglasses. One hundred six miles to Chicago. I mean, I feel like the Bluesmobile might be a little better than the Ecto One. I don't know. I will physically fight you in the parking lot over that, but you make a good point. Can I get workman's <laughs> What's that? Can I get workman's comp if you fight me in the parking lot? No. That's why we're doing it in the parking lot. <laughs> it's the after party. <laughs> the after party. <laughs> no, yeah. Workman's comp doesn't count if it's off property. Uh, let's see. Uh, Caveman Stan says, what the hell is the hype over Cuban cigars? Is it because Americans want what they can't have, or is there something special about tobacco grown in Cuba? The answer to both of those questions is yes, actually. Yeah, there is something special about the tobacco grown in Cuba. It's grown in Cuba. You will hear people talk about different things about the soil over there, that there's zinc in the soil that gives it this extra, you know, something really good. And I, personally, I do think Cubans have a very particular flavor profile. And that flavor profile is grass and hay. And if you want a cigar with grass and hay, Cubans are going to do really well for you. I enjoy them when I have them. But I think that the appeal, especially to Americans, is that you can't get them. And I think this because of this reason. I get this really cool position in the cigar industry where I get to interact with people who smoke cigars here in America, just as well as I get to interact with people who smoke cigars outside of America. We have customers in the UK and Canada and Australia. And in those countries, you can really only find mostly 
like Cuban cigars. There isn't a lot of what the rest of the world calls new world cigars. That's the stuff we have here in America. And that's what the rest of the world wants. So here's our position. In America, everybody wants Cubans and can't get them. Outside of America, everybody doesn't want Cubans. They want what we have. They want Nicaraguan cigars and they can't get them as easily. And right now, cigar manufacturers are working like dogs to try to get their uh, markets expanded to other countries. But the Cuban industry really has a lockdown on a lot of the world, especially China. Like you, it's really hard to get a cigar into China if it's not coming out of Cuba right now. So I would say uh, yes to both of your answers. I do think Cuban cigars come with sort of their own thing that's good, but also a lot of the appeal here is that you can't get them. I've seen this a few times. That's why I have it highlighted here. So up to you. Tell us about PayPal. I can move on if you want. I thought we were uh, already answered this. Yeah, people kept warning me about PayPal. They're like, yeah, PayPal is just randomly shutting down, you know, shop accounts. Like I had a shop call me from California. Like, hey, dude, watch out. PayPal shut our account down. And another shop called and like, is there a problem with PayPal? I just talked to someone with some from a shop that PayPal shut down their account. And all this stuff. And I was like, no, 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 uh, First of all, Caveman Stan says caucus. Thank you. Uh, but uh, no, I was like, no, no. PayPal's not shutting down the accounts of cigar companies. Well, it would be crazy. And I literally went back and read their end user agreement, which said that on PayPal, through PayPal, you can you cannot sell vape products. You cannot sell like CBD products. You cannot sell THC products. You cannot sell cigarettes. But some stuff is limited with, a, with like a, a lawyer's letter of opinion. That's where a lawyer says, this company is above board, which we submitted. We submitted. And then uh, after three years and three months and a couple of days, they were like, your letter of opinion just expired. We were like, what? <laughs> they're like, yeah, you need to provide another one. So we submitted it. They rejected it. And they're like, no, 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 no. Your letter has to cover these 15 topics. And we were like, holy shit, that's a lot. It's like specific regulatory things they wanted our letter to cover. And I literally went to my came in saying, like, fuck PayPal. <laughs> I went to my we went we went to my lawyer and I was like, Can you write a letter that covers these things? And he was like, Now we're outside of my expertise. I did this sort of as a favor. So I we had this hunt and we found a lawyer that would do this for like five thousand dollars we paid to have a letter of opinion written for PayPal. So he wrote the letter. It covered everything they asked for. We sent it in. And, and during this time, they were still letting us use PayPal. They just weren't letting us transfer money out to, you know, restock cigars. And eventually when they stopped, like they shut down the account and they kicked our last letter back at us and said, Nope, we're shutting you down for good. And we're not telling you why. And we're going to hold on to all the money in your account for, I think it was like 180 days. Uh, yeah. And, and I'll tell you, the amount of money that they held on to was more than enough to pay a full-time employee plus benefits, plus all benefits here for over a year. That's how much they held on to. So enough that, it, that with a smaller cigar company would have crippled them. And so they literally held on to it for most of this year before they finally let go of it and gave it back. And so, and that's something companies do to, I think, float money so that they can use it, you know, but Beside the point, it was just a really, really nasty way to deal with it, especially when they told us why. They were like, yeah, we're not going to approve your account anymore because of reasons. This is a literal quote. I committed this part to many because of memory, because of reasons related to business. That was the only reason we were giving. So that's what happened with PayPal. That's why we're like, no, thanks. That's, that is an example. 
just to give me an idea, this is an example of exactly what I talk about on YouTube so much. Somebody else has their finger on the light switch to decide whether or not your business, your totally legal business that does everything it can to comply with all regulations and tries to be out front in front of new regulations that come out. When your totally legal, totally legitimate business gets picked on by private companies who are just like, we're just going to pick on you. We're going to shut you down. We're going to turn off third-party services. And just one day you wake up and you come into a nightmare. That doesn't seem right. And it doesn't seem like a business should be that complicated to run, but it is. Is this okay to say not your business? You take away, man, that's that's your livelihood. It's your livelihood, it's somebody yeah. Somebody else's finger on the trigger for that. It's the same reason that some earlier said they lost their job because of the vaccine. I think people's, yeah, you should not be able to have your livelihood taken away because someone else doesn't approve of who you are. That seems crazy. That seems totally anti, like uh, anti-American, like yeah. an, antithetical to what American is. And I know when, when the PayPal thing first happened, I was giving people the politically correct answer on the phone. Yeah. Oh, you know, we're working on repairing our relationship with PayPal. Yeah. There was a point where you finally got fed up enough to where you're like, you know what, if they call, tell them. Fuck PayPal. Yeah, there was a, even before they were like, "No, we're not going to work with you." I was like, "As soon as this is over, we're getting the hell out of here." And then when they finally said no, I was like, "Hey, you just made it simple for the both of us." I think, so. I think this is a comment crazy question for you. Dave says, "Tim, you're on a desert island, and you found the genie in the lamp. Other than the obvious of getting off the island and uh, and forever wealth, what one cigar?" Do you want an unlimited supply of? Am I allowed to sell it? <laughs> I guess it's ambiguous. Enough. That way, if it's ambiguous enough, if the genie wasn't specific enough, then it would probably be Placencia's Almaforte. I'm going back to my high-end cigar list because I've got an unlimited supply. So now everybody's paying $1 for these cigars. I don't care. <laughs> I'm just going to go for it. And so, yeah, it would be a Pedro 1926. It would be the Almaforte. It would be the really high-end stuff. But also for me personally, if it was just for me to smoke and I'm not allowed to sell the things, it would be my Filthy Viking. It would be my cigar, the one that I blended and have fought for in the cigar industry for the last seven years that I've loved. And that's just my baby. The Filthy Viking is my my child. You said mine, the Alma Fuerte. Alma Fuerte. And I never would have known that cigar unless I had met you. And Straight up. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Our working together has been good. All right. I got time for one more question. I will tell you guys, grab yourself a five pack of flying pigs. You will not regret getting a hold of these because you're only going to get them one time a year and they'll be gone till next year. And they're really, really good. So please try them. And I knocked the price down a lot more than actually I was supposed to. Kind of, um, kind of a technical. Yep. Kirk Isbell says, hi, Tim. I keep my cigars in a new air humidor at 69% and use 69% or 69 degrees and use 69% Bovitas. Humidor says around 65%. Uh, and I still get wrapper splitting in the last third on several cigars. Is there anything to do that helps this? I wouldn't think low humidity is causing that wrapper splitting issue. Typically, well, I, that's not necessarily true. It's not just high humidity that causes it. It can be a fluctuation of humidity. So I would wonder if you live somewhere where it is very humid, because then you might notice that if your cigars are sitting at 69 or 65% in your humidor and you pull them out and you go outside where it's, you know, 85% humidity, that can cause swelling. That can easily cause the wrapper to crack while you're smoking the thing. Uh, and I, but I would say 65% humidity is a reasonable humidity to keep your cigars at almost anywhere you live. And I would wonder, is that happening now with all with the same brand to give you guys an idea? 
And this is not about any one cigar brand. This is about cigar brands pretty much across the board. Right now, they're all fighting tooth and nail to keep up with the incredible demand of cigar smokers in America. And so we're all smoking more cigars. The industry is up like 40% 2020 from 2019. It was like ridiculous growth for the industry because everyone's working from home, smoking a shitload of cigars. Good for you. But uh, it means the factories are all in overdrive trying to get cigars pumped out. And so I think that that could be an account for why you might see construction issues pop up a little bit more. But if you've seen them all from the same brand, you might want to say something about it, especially if you're saying it to the place where you got them. And if you got them from us, let me know. And it's one of the reasons we recommend people rest their cigars as well. So just trying to be helpful with that. Okay. I have way overblown our time, guys. I had so much fun on this episode. This was great. We're going to do this again. All right. We didn't even do the last segment. I'm going to save it for next week. Oh, yes. All right. Fantastic. We're talking about critical race theory. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, thank you guys again for joining us and, and thank you for supporting Cigars Daily. Again, when we started this family owned and operated company, we had no clue uh, the size that it would grow and even some of the challenges we would face along the way. Your support has made all the difference in the entire world. Literally the reason that everyone who works here gets to do what we love. So thank you guys so much. Uh, please continue checking out Black Friday deals on CigarsDaily.com. They're on the homepage. Check out the sampler for tonight's episode it's available there as well and thank you guys again for hanging out with us stay tuned for another amazing episode next episode next week this is tim and the team all signing off for cigars daily have a great week everybody see you all next sunday